The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Got it. Sniff, sniff, sniff. It's not cocaine. I promise you. It is not cocaine. It should be. It could be, but it's not. Damn good coffee and hot. Yes, damn good coffee and hot. Good morning, people of Earth. Today, September 16th, Friday, September 16th, 2022. I'm keeping it dark. You see how dark it is? I could make it lighter, but I don't want to make it lighter. I feel like dark is how I want to go. It's a dark Friday. Although, good news for um, squirrels out there. The uh, Issues with Andy podcast will be back after a two-week hiatus today at noon. Some people are excited about that. Two weeks, a long time. I took off a week, and it was um, weird. Took off a week and a day in the middle of this next week, as a matter of fact. Anyway, keeping it dark today. Still um, still not sure what the future holds. I'm never sure what the future holds. Hey, let's do a little of this. Hey, that's better. What did he just do? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, good morning. Hope you're having a great day where you are. It's the last weekend of summer. The real last weekend of summer. I know I've said that on Labor Day weekend, which is the unofficial last weekend of summer. This is the real last weekend of summer. And woke up pretty chilly day today here. 55 degrees when I woke up this morning. And uh, one last, it's not a, well, it's a beach show, but it's not a beach show. On Sunday with the band, we'll be playing a the Long Island Family Festival at Tanner Park which is a great, huge park. There'll be rides and amusements, probably about 100,000 people there, not to see the band. (laughs) Um, All sorts of things going on. Um, And, but it's always a pain in the ass. It's not, it's not a fun gig. It sounds like it might be a fun gig. 100,000 people there, huge stage, uh, car shows and rides and, all sorts of attractions and things going on. Um, it's a pain in the ass. And it's a pain in the ass for a lot of reasons. First of all, getting into the park. It's a park that on a day like yesterday, because not today. Today it's getting pulled up uh, because they're preparing for the weekend shows there. But on any other day of the year, you could just drive in there, no problem. But tomorrow, or starting probably today, right about now, until Tuesday when they clean the fucking place out, just to get into the park, even if you're just up the road on the main street, the main highway up the road, two hours, two hours of nonsense of just standing there, sitting still in your car, 
wanting to beep the horn like a, a obnoxious fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do the vein neck thing today. Well, I might a little bit, but you can never pr- predict that. Um, so it's just not fun. And then once you get into the park and then it's always a fucking backstabbing because we're not the only band. And there's five bands this weekend, I think. And we are the last, we close out the show every year on Sunday uh, from four to eight and um, backstabbing. Like we're supposed to be on the main big stage, but there is always like the band that opens for us wants to sneak onto that main stage and take it so that we get pushed over to the little stage. And it happens every year and it, it causes conflict between us and the other bands. It causes a whole lot of, bullshit that is unnecessary it's not a fun gig that's what i have in store for this weekend hope you have a uh a better plan on ending the summer for yourself um queen stuff is still in the news uh catch uh did you catch uh dykes and man yesterday i caught a lot of it not all of it i had to some errands to run and uh tried to take it with me on the run on the phone and kept losing. Uh, but William Conway was a guest with uh, Carl and Jamie yesterday. Very cool show. Uh, insightful. Um, and different for, for what of Dykes and Man generally is. Um, but they don't do a lot of interviews. Every once in a while they do. And it was more of a hangout than an interview anyway. It wasn't like what I do at night, which is stuffy and... Uh, not that stuffy, but more formal. Anyway, it was a good show. I learned some things about William. We learned some things uh, about uh, comedy and uh, want to buy some drugs. Good morning. Uh, it looks like the chat room was filling up, and I just caught a a want to buy some drugs. Uh, who said that? Jamie said that. Good morning, Jamie. Good afternoon, whatever it is over there. Good afternoon, Kevin. Oh, good morning, Kevin. It's over morning in Oklahoma, but it's afternoon in Cardiff. Uh, William Conway, good morning. Speak of the devil. And Kelly, uh, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Odom was great last night. He, he says, uh, uh, well, it was not last night. It was yesterday afternoon. And for for William, it was actually morning, I believe, uh, 11 a.m. If it was 1 p.m. here, 11 a.m. Anyway, queen shit still going on. Queen shit. Sorry, Jamie. I don't mean to uh, disparage your mummy figure over there. Uh, but in the news here, this is just funny. Um, Los Angeles Times today has a uh, headline. After Queen Elizabeth II, it's a long line of kings. Will that matter? Not to me or anybody in America. Uh, I can't imagine it ma- mattering. I I don't I don't see the monarchy lasting beyond Charles Chuck Chuck Three. Is that what he is? Chuck Three. Um, Chuck Steak Rare. Um. And does it matter? Does it matter to who? Do, I, I, most of most of the British people I know 
don't have a whole lot of respect for the crown. And I I know that uh, there are some people here who've who've come from Britain who who are more deeply emotional. I, I mentioned my friend who was still in mourning, still can't talk to her until Tuesday, crying over it. Other phony people. Phony people. I mean, 10 days. I don't, uh, you wouldn't even mourn your own mother for 10 days, would you? I don't know. Uh, good morning, Otis. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, God save the queen. Um, God, <laughs> there's a, a God account on Twitter. God, uh, God <laughs> on Twitter says, I could only save the queen for so long. So long. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the whole monarchy thing is just, it's, it's weird. Uh, whoa. Uh, Kevin says, buddy, growing world's biggest psychedelic mushrooms I've ever seen. What, what do you, where? Um, are you sure they're psychedelic? Oh, they were in the wild? Or are you growing them in a garden? You know, domestically growing. I don't know what they call that. Growing them on purpose. Instead of growing in the wild. Anyway, uh, cultivating them. Are you cultivating them? Ooh, look at me. I got a big word. It's Friday morning. Don't fuck with my brain. Anyway, uh, I'm keeping it dark. Keeping it dark in here on purpose. Uh, I'm in a dark mood. As you know, yesterday I kind of had a bit of a breakdown. Not a... Now listen, they weren't coming to take me away. Ha 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 he he yo hey 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 hey. Um the whole thing with the flat earthers. And I got a lot of um counsel on what people tell me. Yeah, just bite your tongue, go in there just on Monday, you just go in there and don't mention it. Maybe he won't mention it. Unlikely. He's already kind of tried to indoctrinate me into something. He's not going to not check up on it. Okay, can I? I'm not going to stop myself on this whole thing again. Uh, in monotubs, I don't even know what a monotub is, but I will look it up. And obviously, it's a single tub, <laughs> one at a time. Where do you get spores for psychedelic mushrooms? Do you buy them online? Uh, maybe I shouldn't ask. Um, I haven't done psychedelic mushrooms in I want to say twenty five years. No, it's more than that, right? Thirty five years? Oh my god, thirty five years. About nineteen eighty seven or so, somewhere around there. Maybe even before that. Uh man, time flies. But no, I, um, my tripping days are over unless DMT comes down. Uh, I can, but being an old man and looking like an ex-cop to a lot of people, or even a, a current cop to some people, a detective, a narc, scoring some DMT in New York is not an easy thing. Um, I would love to just be able to just go buy it. 
Uh, there's no, and I ask people all the time. People my age never even heard of DMT. Um, Kevin says he had. Uh, wait, I will call the Earth full of shit before I call it flat. Yeah, um, I think. It is. <laughs> he had one mushroom that's as long as your forearm sent sent you a DM with pics. Let me see. Uh, where? On Twitter? Um, I don't see. Oh, maybe on Facebook? Maybe on Facebook, yeah. I, I'm using several co uh, computers still. Uh, the saga with the computers, I'll, I'll just go back to that for a second. Oh, wait. Well, Craig's with us. Good morning, Craig. After... Uh, Watching last night's show, I laughed at flat earthers are a bridge too far. That's why. Uh, <laughs> that's why. I love well, the guy I, I reposted something that uh, the debate between Professor Dave and Dave Weiss. Dave Weiss is a guy. He was my second or third guest on the My Little TV podcast, and. I started out by, you know, you're going to come on my show. I'm laying down some rules here. And he didn't want to play by the rules. So I started with trying to, let's establish your credentials. Do you have a degree in any uh, discipline in science at all? Oh, you're going to start asking. I want to answer the, yes, it's important to establish it. Oh, this is typical uh, globe tart. No. If you're going to talk about science from a, a perspective of an expert, you need to establish your credentials. He, and he was like resisting that all the way down the line. We found out that he has a bachelor's degree in communications. And that's the extent of his education. But he, he wants to be a science expert. Now, I come back to, okay, <clears throat> All the flat earth stuff has been thoroughly debunked by real science. Uh, you know, gravity doesn't exist and all that stuff. And his lack of understanding of the actual words he uses was, was quite apparent. But then it comes back to why. Why, why would governments, teachers, and everybody else want to lie to the great and everybody conspiring by the way all all academia all governments all authority figures are lying to the masses airline pilots nasa that nasa doesn't exist the united states government created a fake space agency to lie to the people to tell them that we live on a globe, even though it was a 500-year-old, more than 500-year-old concept by that time. Russia's space agency, China's space agency, now Tesla and uh, Bezos, everybody's lying. Why? What do they hope to gain by convincing you that the world is a round or a sphere, globe, if it's flat, why? Why would they do that? Oh, to keep you living in fear. I'm not living in fear. 
I'm not living in fear of being on a, a sphere. Why, why would that make me scared? Why would that give me fear? Oh, it's about control. Well, how is that control? And isn't it just as easy to control me on a flat earth? <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. And, and then they come back to every conspiracy theory comes back to they. They. They are doing it. Name them. Who? Give me, give me, and and so we butted heads right from the start. So Dave Weiss, Dicky Dave, as I like to call him, uh, is the source of the. Um, I didn't get the DMs, Kevin. I don't know if where you sent it. I don't. I don't see it on Facebook. I don't see it on Twitter. Anyway, um, Dave Weiss is the source of the entire argument. Uh, and and documentary that um, this guy sent me. Now, he wants me to go run again. I'm not going to go into I if yesterday's program. Review yesterday's program. It was just a great opportunity. It still is there. Monday is the day I'm supposed to go in and take the keys and getting lots of counsel from everybody. And these are people who know me well and should know, biting my tongue, it's just not in my makeup. I can't, it's not me. Just sitting there and taking it when somebody is trying to indoctrinate me into something so stupid. And I was on the phone with Ralph yesterday, you know, Ralph, Andrew Dice Clay. And... He, he was like, they really think the the world is like, like Ralph is not uh, really all that hip to <laughs> the reality of what the flat earth people talk about. So I was telling him, well, they believe that the stars in the sky are not real. They're not real. Even if they look at them in a telescope, they will tell you they're, and this is true, This Dave Weiss will tell you this, that there is a plastic or glass dome over the flat earth and the stars that we see are like christmas lights lights somebody somebody creating somebody like who's somebody god you have to be a pretty big dude <laughs> uh with god i guess we'll, we'll, we'll go with god i was thinking this morning i missed i missed Dave the Prophet. I, I I need more shows like that where you just have idiots trying to prove to me the existence of God by using the Bible. Anyway, um, so God is God, or some gigantic person is putting Christmas lights over the dome that covers the earth, and the sun is basically a light bulb that that gigantic person or God or whatever is moving across the globe, uh, the dome on top of. The flat earth, there's a kind of spherical, yeah. <laughs> He's okay with that being a sphere. Um, so I was trying to explain that to Ralph, and Ralph was like, I would be just like, cuckoo. I would just be making cuckoo noises at him while he was talking. And I was like, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't shut them up. That just makes you look like you're nuts. Um, but so I'm getting a lot of counsel just to go bite my tongue from people who know me. And no, I've never been able to bite my tongue about anything this is my biggest flaw well not my biggest flaw but one of my biggest flaws <laughs> i have lots of big flaws uh 
so uh, people know me and because the opportunity is so great that it, it is worth taking a dick up the ass <laughs> did i just say that <laughs> in in some people's eyes it's worth taking a, a dick up the ass to cash in on the opportunity i can't do it but I'm going to I'm I'm going to give it the weekend, and I'm probably going to go to the office and see if he brings it up and go with the flow. I guess see what happens. If I feel my temper rising, ready to explode, um, I will hope. I'm hoping I will have the uh, wherewithal just to walk out and not let myself be part of that stuff. Uh, Jamie's trying to, my father was in the Navy and literally sailed around the globe. Believe me, I, I've tried that with flat earthers. They don't believe it. No, oh, well, how, you achieve the same thing on a flat earth. You just flow sailing west to go to east. You can, according to them, on their flat earth map, that is absolutely possible. And that you have to, because of the, the pole, the magnetism on the flat earth, you have to constantly be making a left turn. This is the, according to, you got to listen to their logic because their logic is so. Trumpian. Well, if, if it if it doesn't work in math and it doesn't work in science, I just make up bullshit uh, to try to make it work. But they can't come up with a model that works for the seasons and works for, uh, you know, basically the um, rotation of uh, of or the tilt of the earth and the hour change and the daylight change, they can't come up with any model on a flat earth that makes that work. The only way that would make that work is on a spherical uh, planet. And again, it, you could come up with, uh, well, I sailed around the earth. No, you didn't. You, just, you were constantly making left turns. You just didn't know it. How do you even talk to somebody like that? How do you even talk to somebody who says you you were just constantly turning left and didn't know it? Well, what, what if I needed to turn right? <laughs> uh, yep, NASCAR uh, drivers are always uh, uh, are flat earthers, always turning left. That is true. Um, so yeah, so that's my conundrum. Uh, I'm going to go there Monday and. Pray, like praying, hope the guy's not going to say, hey, did you watch the video I told you you need to watch about Flat Earth? Because the minute he says that, the opportunity probably goes away. Probably goes away because nobody likes to be called an idiot. Nobody likes to be told. <laughs> you're hopeless. You're hopeless and stupid and a fool. Nobody likes to be told that, and that's where 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 I have to go if he's if he brings it up. So, 
The question on on my very very first uh, podcast was why. Why do they feel the need to push this stuff? Now, in Dave Weiss's case, it's grift. But I don't think it started out that way. I think he started out as a true believer. But the first guy I had on was not Dave. It was a guy who recommended Dave, a guy I found on, on the Flat Earth Society in uh, Facebook. And Flat- Dave and his people reject the Flat Earth Society as a government conspiracy to make them look bad, by the way. But the first guy I had, and I don't even remember his name, but he was like, I don't think he, he had a, I don't even think he got had a GED. Uh, and um, listen, if you're going to talk science, I know there are smart people who dropped out of high school. And I know there are people who, who sometimes diplomas mean nothing. But if you're going to talk science, Minimum of a GED might be nice to have. That's all I'm saying. But this guy, I don't think he even had that. But the question was, why? Why do you need to believe in it? And basically, my conclusion at the end of that, because they're nothing. Because, and like many of us, so many of us, we feel unimportant, non unspecial. We're just out there. We're one of... Eight billion people, nothing special about us. How do I make myself feel special? How do I make myself different? Well, I have special knowledge, special knowledge about the big secret they've been keeping from us. They want us to believe we live on a globe to keep us in fear, and I have the key to the secret. That's what it drives the insanity and the need to cling to conspiracies like that. That's what it's all about. And um, there's no denying that. And if you confront them with that and and their insecurities start to show, all you're going to do is start a fight. And that's basically uh, where my relationship with Dave Weiss kind of ended right there. It's like, you know what? Uh, We both think each other are idiots. I'm fine with you thinking I'm an idiot for believing I live on a globe. Uh, because there's no talking to you. And then this guy sent me this video that I need to watch this. And, oh, it's a documentary about Flat Earth produced by who? David Weiss. Fuck David Weiss. <laughs> that fucking... Uh, all right, here. I'm going to go drive myself into that again. Uh, all hail the MacBook King. By the way, Jamie, I have a new MacBook coming on uh monday i just thought i'd tell you that um back to (laughs) my equipment bullshit yeah i took you as you know i took both these 27 inch imacs to apple last weekend just asking them to restore to factory settings uh then was told it was going to be three to five days uh because the, uh, the issue is they just keep shutting down Randomly, on their own. Uh, and different times, uh, just shut off like that. And I thought, um, I'll just restore it to factory settings. I've had this problem before, last year. And restoring it to factory settings worked. And so they told me three to five days. And then Monday, during the show, I think, uh, during the morning show, I wasn't even sure I was going to get through it. 
got a call from Apple saying, your devices are ready. I went and picked them up, spent the day reconfiguring the studio. And then as soon as I finished my program on Monday night, they shut off again, back to exactly where they were. And I was like, what the fuck, man? And all week long, I've been having that problem. I've been able to get through the shows. But the machines keep shutting down. I've troubleshooting this thing every way I can imagine, trying different outlets, different plugs. The hardware diagnostics come back. There's nothing wrong with the hardware in either machine. The software is set back to factory settings. I did not install the Adobe stuff that I thought was the demon software that was causing it. I'm at a loss. So I ordered some replacement power cables. We'll see if that does anything. But in the meantime, I ordered a MacBook. I know I told yes, uh, Jamie yesterday, no MacBooks, never. There'll never be a MacBook. Forget about MacBooks. And then uh, a couple hours later, <laughs> buying a MacBook. So I have a MacBook coming on Monday. By, on Tuesday, I will try running the show off of that. And we'll see if that's any better. If that shuts down on its own, I know the problem but here's the thing. I have other computers running right now. I've got a tower running right there. I have Mac minis running up there. They don't shut down. So I can't imagine that it is uh, <laughs> the power source in the house. But I can tell you, when it started in July, this whole shutting down thing, was on a day when I um, installed a air conditioner in my uh, guest bedroom. That's what happened. The very within twenty minutes of installing that air conditioner, so I thought maybe that air conditioner did something to the power system in that. Who the fuck knows? There's no way of troubleshooting in this stuff. Anyway, I uh, heard from Jackie last night, and he asked me uh, to keep pushing his TikToks. I told him I'm going to start uh, showing Jackie's TikTok at the bottom of every hour. Just a, a quick TikTok sampling. So uh, w- let's watch a Jackie joke. Let's look. Do you want to see Jackie's TikTok? Yeah. Let's see a, a TikToker from Jackie. Let's see about this here. <laughs> every time a girl walks in the house, her mother says, you got to get married. Ma, leave me alone. You got to get married. 40 years old, not married. You got Ma, leave me alone. One day, the girl walks in. She's got rice in her hair. Her mother says, you did it. You got married. Ma, they haven't thrown rice after a wedding in over 25 years. After me and my Tinder date got drunk at the Chinese restaurant, I was going down on him in his car, and he threw up on my head. (laughs) Well, that's uh, Jackie's TikTok. We'll see. (laughs) Jackie's a good guy. And I told him I would run his TikToks a half hour on the hour. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be doing that for a while. This segment has been brought to you by Jackie's TikTok. Uh, TikTok uh, at JackieMartling.com. Maybe we started off on the wrong joke. I'm just thinking that. Uh, Now... 
<clears throat> Let me look at some of these comments here. Going back a while. Uh, we should ha- hold a vigil on Sunday night praying for Doug to have an abundance of patience on Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I got to listen to the, the rant from uh, or from of Dykes and Man yesterday. Uh, no, I don't think you, Kevin, keep telling me, DM me these pictures. I have not, where? I don't see them on Facebook. They're not in Messenger. Um, no, I got nothing from you. Nowhere. Are you sure you got me and not some other Matt, some other Nate Kelp, some other, I don't know. I got nothing from you, man. Nothing. Nothing. Wait, let me look in here. Oh, that's weird. It is in Twitter. Whoa. All right. I can't share the... Whoa. They look like dickheads, obviously. Um, That's a quarter on there or a half dollar that I'm looking at to give me a a size reference. I don't know. Can I show these? Yeah, it's a quarter. Okay. And let me see if I can bring it up. I don't want to... See, I I was a, a little scared about bringing up the dms on twitter because of this issue i'm having with the with these machines i think i thought it might crash whoa let's see if i just do this and now i could share the screen from here stop that screen share and start this screen share uh chrome tab this one yeah, and so there's a quarter in there for scale. That's a, a very, again, the question I had, very impressive mushroom. Um, the question I had is where do you get the sports from that? Can't, oh, you can't just buy those online, right? I know they're legal in some states out west, but they're not legal everywhere, and you can't ship them across state lines. Maybe you don't want to say uh, in public uh but I'm just curious, like, where do, where do you actually, because in my day, and in the old days, in the old West, <laughs> back in the 1800s when the dog was a kid, we used to just wait until it rained and then run out into the cow field and pick our own. And they would come up really fast. I don't know how quick your cultivated monotub uh, mushrooms grow, but Basically, within an hour of a storm, you'd go out there and just pick away. Now, I never saw any that were quite a, that tall ever. I even, I don't know how long you'd have to wait for that. Um, but those are impressive, I have to say. Now, I'm wondering how much psilocybin is actually in that thing. I mean, is enough that one mushroom will will provide a trip? a one-way trip have i mentioned that i have no computer oh great macbook king (laughs) well you know what maybe you're better off that way um i have i have nothing but heartaches from computers and aggravation from computers maybe you're better maybe having no computer is zen although i can't really use a phone for shit obviously um now, um, 
I missed some things here. Uh, they could be overheating. No, they're not overheating. Try try the chill pad, uh, all that stuff. No, it it they don't. They're not even hot when they shut down. Sometimes they're only running for five minutes, and they just shut down. Like I'll come in and if they're cold, the back of them is ice cold, and they just shut down. It, it, troubleshooting has been uh, like an, an extreme. And both of them, and not just one, both. And it started in July on the same day where we installed an air conditioner in the guest room. So I'm thinking that had something to do with it. Now, that's not necessarily good logic because things can happen. It could be co a complete coincidence that that happened. Why did Kevin's photos not come through on the Twitter? On the, on, oh, there they are. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm uh, just looking at those. So um, Tom's in the uh, chat room. People have the right to, to be wrong, but that doesn't make their wrong right. <laughs> Chances are, Matt, the Flat Earth video is a test to see if you're willing to sell your round soul for a flat dollar. Um I don't think it's a test. I think he's a true believer. Based on the conversations I had with his daughter, who was his partner, um, and based on the message that came with the Flat Earth video, that I need to see this, I need to know the truth. I think he's, I'm very sure, he's an honest-to-goodness Flat Earther. And one who feels like it's important to get other people On the flat earth. Um, on the flat earth. <laughs> That's enough to say about that. Um, and listen, I, I could, I'd, easier to deal with Jehovah's for me. I mean, I do get nasty with the Jehovah's. Believe me, there, there was a time when uh, I had, to, and Christina was talking about having a problem with Jehovah's and couldn't get them to leave. I never had that problem. I get the Jehovah's to leave. I have dropped my pants and started jacking off on Jehovah's, <laughs> literally, uh, to get them to leave. Um, doesn't work with flat earthers. <laughs> you can drop your pants and start jacking off on them and still keep talking about flat earth. Um, so um, there's that. Anyway, where was I? Oh, I was talking about equipment and, and MacBooks and phones and all that stuff. Um Maybe you're better off. Uh, maybe you're better off not having any equipment, any computers to give you these nightmares. I can't figure this out. Apple genius. They're not geniuses. They're kids. Listen, the kid, the kid that I was talking to didn't even know what Adobe Premiere did. I was trying to explain to him that I thought Adobe Premiere was the culprit originally he didn't even, he never even heard of it you're not a genius at the apple genius bar if you never heard of adobe premiere i'm sorry there's lots of software out there i know that and but this is one this is one of the oldest this is a staple in the video editing world i'm sure he probably knows what final cut pro is and i have final cut pro. of course every mac well no nah, i don't think every mac does you have to have a subscription to final cut pro and all that stuff uh logic pro he should be pushing his podcast. Oh, 
Uh, well, yeah, Jackie does have a, a Wednesday night show, Stand Up Memories with Peter Bales. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's not really a podcast. It is a video stream. And, not, and it's not even live stream. It's tape. It's not a podcast. It's not a podcast until it's audio. Audio podcast, podcasting. And Mike knows this. Mike was one of the first podcasters I ever knew. Going back to two thousand four. Podcasting is not a YouTube show, and we we see a lot of the people who have YouTube shows who think they have a podcast. Unless you have an RS feed, RSS feed. It's not a podcast. And that, that might be semantics and not important to a lot of people, but I think it is because the idea, here I go with this stupid non-technical idea. Here's Mr. No Tech talking about this shit. Um, see that little button that says podcast? If you can't get it there, people who you tell I have a podcast will be looking, whether you have Apple or Android, you have a Google Play or po Apple Podcasts. People you tell you have a podcast to, when they go to look for your podcast, that's where they're going to go to look. And if you don't have one there, if you just have a YouTube show, they're not going to find it. That's why, that's the only reason it's really important. Now, uh, did you reset? The, Ted seems to be uh, a pretty technical guy. Did you reset the pram on your MacBooks? I don't have MacBooks <laughs> yet. I have one coming on, on Monday. I have iMac, 27-inch uh, iMacs is what I have. Uh, oh, there is an audio podcast of their version uh, a version of their show as well i did not know that anyway uh no but ted that came up if you google the problems of mac shutting down there's very little stuff about it apple takes no responsibility for it they just say bring it into the genius bar and then they'll reset it and that's what they did um and when you mentioned that it could be related to adobe software which i it was last year. It definitely was related to Adobe software last year when I had the same problem. They'll just say, well, that's an Adobe problem. That's not a Mac problem. You shouldn't be putting Adobe stuff on your machine. You don't say that when you buy the fucking thing. You don't say, well, you, you know what? We recommend you don't use Adobe products on Macintosh. Creative cloud stuff. But no, I did, yes, reset the uh, pram on the IMAX, of course. And then uh, they tell you to reset all, all the stuff, basically going through resets and resets and reinstalls. Nothing cures the problem. Oh, uh, Kevin missed the, the stuff about... Well, uh, basically, I was at, they're fucking huge mushrooms, obviously. When... Uh, just recapping about Kevin's, Kevin's mushroom head. <laughs> Um, big, long mushroom. When we, again, back in the uh, 1400s, <laughs> when I lived in Florida and used to run in the, in the cow pastures to get the mushroom, maybe three to four inches, but the, they were open wide. Like, 
Kevin's mushrooms, being as respectful as I can, the head looks like a dickhead. Not on if you're running in the pastures of Central Florida, at getting psilocybin mushrooms, they're more like an umbrella. I mean, a wider and shorter, with a purple ring around the edge of the head, but it doesn't look like a dickhead. Um. But and the question I had was, will one of those work? Like, can is it just one, or you just eat one of those mushrooms? Because when we did it, <laughs> and listen, I'm not saying we did anything right because we were fucking kids and didn't know any better. We had High Times magazine, and basically we would go out with a hefty bag and fill up a hefty bag full of mushrooms. And then bring it back to the house and boil them down and make tea out of it. And the tea was ugh, black soot. But we would, the attempt was to boil a strychnine out of them because they do have a fair amount of strychnine when you're when they're growing wild in the fields like that. And you drink the tea, but uh, the tea was made. Now there were a lot of guys involved, probably ten to fifteen guys involved every time we did this. But and then we were making gallons of this fucking tea. But the tea would keep you tripping, like tripping, like like you ate three or four hits of uh, you know real window pane LSD or blotter acid or something for twenty four hours easily, to the point where uh, bad trip. You know, at the end of it, especially from the cramps from the remaining strychnine that was still in it. Um, Kevin says, they're very strong. I do not recommend more than three grams to a layperson that's going to put you on Mars for four to six hours. Four to six hours is fine. I'd be Mars is not a problem. Four to six hours is definitely not a problem. My problem with mushrooms and why I, I haven't done them since 1987 and those were dry, you know, basically dried. The last time I did them, uh, the drummer in my band, we were on a gig, and his wife was his wife was giving birth, and he he didn't go to the hospital. He stayed on the gig, which is a credit to, <laughs> for my point of view, it was a credit to him for staying on the gig with us rather than going to the hospital. Uh, but that doesn't make him a good dad or a good person, and kind of got him some scorn from a lot of his relatives and probably contributed to his divorce eventually anyway. Uh, but we were celebrating the birth of his son and he had a bag full of mushrooms, dried up mushrooms. And and we, that was the last time I did them. So that was like September of 1987, I think last time I did them. Um, and knows what that was. At least 12, I want to say 15 hours of solid tripping. And that's my problem with them. That's why I stopped doing them. It's like, and that's why I'm interested in DMT. Because DMT is uh, said to be a 15-minute manageable. I don't care how bad a trip it is sometimes. Because you could have a good trip, you could have a bad trip. Even a bad trip, 15 minutes is no big deal. The problem is when it becomes 24 hours... And you want to kill yourself to end this fucking nightmare. I had a lot of bad trips in my life. I had some good trips. I haven't done any 
uh, hallucinogens at all since 1989 at a Stevie Ray Vaughan concert. Uh, and that was, again, another marathon trip. Four to six hours. No matter how bad that is, I think I could handle it. That's manageable. I don't know how do you measure three three grams. Again, to old geezers, boomers, geezers, whatever you want to call them, my generation, <laughs> a little bit of both probably, boomer geezers. Uh, we never measured stuff in, oh, three grams? We measured reefer when we, you know, quarter pounds, pounds, ounces. We never measured grams of anything. Grams of mushrooms? No, you just eat them. Eat the mushroom. Eat the whole fucking thing. Eat several of them. Eat 12 of them. Maybe that's why it trips so long. Um, but the tea, uh, so strong, mortal folks shouldn't smoke weed with it. Watch two people gray out completely, mixing the two together. Really? I don't. I don't even remember uh, if we ever smoked weed after we did mushrooms. I don't even remember. It's so long ago. Uh, Ted says last time I did shrooms, I jammed with a sitar player for three hours. Um, uh, well, again, then coming back to that night in 1987 when my friend's son was born, the drummer's son was born. We went out and did the shrooms, and we came back. We took a break, went out and uh, did the shroom and came back in for another set. And uh, we recorded it. <laughs> and we thought it was going great. Uh, but we emptied the room. People were running out, holding their ears. The bartender ran out of the room, holding his ears, screaming, Stop! <laughs> it was awful. I'm just wondering how that sitar thing really sounded. I mean, I'm sure it sounded good in the moment to you on the shrooms, but what it really sounded like in the other reality where straight people live. <laughs> uh, digital scales are cheap. Yeah, I, I don't. It's not a. It's not a matter of you know expensive scale. We just never did it. I, th I don't think that was a thing. Well, nobody cared about how, how many grams of mushrooms are you doing? It's just like, again, we were stupid, very stupid. We were kids. We were reading High Times magazine, getting our information from that completely. Uh, one, dude one dude dab, <laughs> one dude dab after two hours of tripping turned him gray, and he almost passed out. Same thing happened at a lake with an edible for another guy. Mm. Um, what, last time John Lennon done shrooms, he gave Yoko a slap and shot himself in the back. How do you shoot yourself in the back? That's funny. Uh, too soon, man. Too soon. 1982, 2022. It's only been 42 years, man. Come on. Got to give it another 42 before you make a joke like that. Anyway, um, is it time for another Jackie joke yet? It probably is. Your issues with Andy is back today after two weeks off. Are you excited? Are you happy? Or are you sad and posting, I'm sad on Twitter? I'm sorry. That's a low blow. I shouldn't do that.
If you're wondering, I'm not going to comment further on that. If you're wondering, no. Um, what else? I did mention in the news they were talking about uh, Los Angeles Times asking after Queen Elizabeth is gone, long line of kings, does it matter? Not to me, and not to, it shouldn't matter to anybody who doesn't live in that country, the UK. Shouldn't matter. But for some, and I know the guys are doing a couple more shows on it until Monday, and they'll be doing a long one as they take the box and throw it in the ground, throw some dirt on there. But at some point, the silliness of having a king, having a queen, having princes and princesses. What the fuck, you know, what makes them special? And you think about that. They're claiming divine heritage? Like, is that, they are, um, I don't know, descendants of something or someone, some mythical being is endowed them with better DNA. They don't shit like you do. They don't fart like you do. (laughs) I'm sorry, but. The queen's shit smells just as bad as your shit does. I promise you that. Or did. Well, it probably smells worse now. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, just keeping it real. Um, The whole idea of special people or people who are better than other people, this is the problem with humanity. People who believe they're better than other people. Ted says, uh, John Rivers had a great Yoko Ono joke. If only John Hinckley had aimed a little to the left. It wasn't Hinckley. It was Mark David Chapman. (laughs) Hinckley is uh, Carl's buddy. Carl wants to get Hinckley on his podcast. And uh, I'm not a big Hinckley fan. Only, well, I I don't have any problem with Hinckley shooting Reagan. Like, I think most people, a lot of people want him to shoot Reagan. But Hinckley is is trying to make a buck off it now. He's trying. Uh, Joan Rivers had a, a, a wait. That's the same joke. He'd be a national hero. Yeah. Uh, gonna eat five grams and watch it after work. Uh, what the uh, Andy? The issue with Andy thing coming back today. I'm so uh, hoping it's extra special. It's good, good this week. Um, you know what? I find it best to just uh, let it. Don't go in with expectations. Just enjoy it. Whether you know, whatever. Uh, but uh, going to be like doing fifteen hundred crunches. What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, what did I miss? Did I miss something? Oh, anyway. I uh, hope my uh, wide head sides. Okay. Uh, Dyson Man will be providing live coverage of the funeral, then a drinkathon with uh, Brick, Brock, 
brick brack uh, later that day. Subliminal calling myself fat. Well, we could start a fat man podcast. Now, Chad, Chad Shank had uh, an accidental good idea. I'm sure it's done. There's got to be a fat guy's podcast out there. Um, somewhere, somebody's got to be doing it. But I think it could be done well, and it could be a really successful thing. Now, this is what I was talking about yesterday that was uh, causing some angst. Because I was talking about podcast business and how this really isn't growing. And that I don't want to make it seem like I'm not grateful for the audience I have. But I look at the numbers. I'm, a guy, I'm an analytics guy, and I look at the numbers, and... Since, I hate to say this, because it makes it seem like, because I know she was not all that popular, but since Kiara left the program and since I don't have somebody to banter with, I have seen steadily the numbers decline, both on the audio version and the video version of the program. And that's not happy. I don't want, I'm not looking for Joe Rogan type numbers, but I am looking for a incline like this rather than a decline like this and the numbers uh, since Kiara left have been declining and I, I'm not crediting crediting that to her but there was there's something different about me having somebody to talk to other than a guest somebody to even beat up on <laughs> she's kind of flat earthiest uh, and just kind of argue with. And yesterday I was talking about Matt Walsh and how his fucking grift is growing exponentially because he's just saying outrageous things. And do I need to do that? And so I was thinking, and so when Chad said about the fat people thing, I'm thinking, you know what, I need a, uh, a niche like that. Something that you you could say outrageous things and and cause controversy without having to go down the Mark uh, Levin or uh, Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, uh, Matt Walsh, Glenn Beck, uh, hate machine to grow a podcast. So when Craig did, uh, uh, Craig, Craig, uh, Chad um, said he wanted, he, jokingly, he was thinking about doing a uh, fat guy podcast. I said, well, maybe I could do a bald guy podcast. <laughs> I don't know, something different. But uh, I think the, the, my rant about Matt Walsh was misconstrued as like, I want a sense of Matt Walsh. I, I'm the one, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I am disappointed that there isn't a growing audience because I feel like I've had some really cool interviews with some really good uh, comedians on David Wolfelder will be with me ne uh, next week, by the way, and a couple other guys from California um, back to having guests on the program. And I think, you know, there's been some quality provided in that. Now maybe I'm wrong because if the numbers are going downwards, Maybe I need to just say the N-word, paint my face black, um, talk about black mermaids not being uh, possible. Is that what I need to do? 
I'm not willing to go down that rabbit hole. Um, call, uh, why, Tom, uh, I, Fat Earth is podcast. My original thing, when I first started this thing, first three or four shows was about Flat Earth and, and ridiculing Flat Earthers, not the Fat Earthers. Um, and the numbers were off the charts compared to what they are now. Uh, the one where I, David Weiss, who, Professor Dave, you know the clip that you shared. Uh, David Weiss, that show, I think uh, the live stream of that show did 12,000 people on YouTube. Twelve, But they were all his followers and all wanting to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I had to shut down the comments. Because I just could not keep up with the negativity and the uh, fucking killless, bald-headed, dopey mustache dude comments. That are like, well, man, I'm just pre presenting the truth here. Uh, anyway, so flat earthers. And that comes from back when I was doing the radio thing. That was uh, time for another I gotta, I gotta do another Jackie thing right now. I told him I would, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be true to my word and do uh, every half hour on the hour a quick Jackie TikTok joke. Uh, so it's time for another Jackie TikTok. <laughs> a guy's on a public beach, and all of a sudden he realizes, oh, he gotta go, he gotta take a dump. So he runs up, That's goes calm. in the men's room. There's only one stall, doesn't have a door, and it's just a bowl. Not even the ring around, just the bowl. What's he going to do? No choice. He squats down. Ugh! And then he looks, and there's no paper. Now, who would expect a public beaches men's room with only one store with just a bowl, not even a ring, to have no paper? Hey, what's he going to do? He goes, ah. And then he looks. And on the side of the stall, there's a little hole. And above the hole, it says, insert, and finger will be cleaned by human lips. He's like, thank God. He gets done. He wipes with his finger. He sticks his finger in a little hole. A guy on the other side with a hammer goes, pow! And the guy goes, ah! It's strikingly uh, disturbing that he seems to be uh, naked there, but he's not. He just got out of out of his pool. That's what that was all about. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah, having to be uh, controversial. When uh, my radio days, I started being a whore because, <laughs> for ratings, doing, uh, you know, the Art Bell. I think somewhere between an Art Bell and a Howard Stern. <laughs> show although uh, i wasn't really intentionally influenced by stern i was called a stern wannabe by the program director of the station a lot um I, and i wasn't a fan of stern but i was kind of a shock jock doing ufos ghosts ghost hunters psychics all that kind of stuff because it brought in the rating and that's why the evening program makes money, and this one doesn't. The psychics, the... Listen, I know a lot of people who tune into this program 
are not interested in that stuff. And I was having that discussion with Ralph yesterday. He's totally bored by that stuff. But there's a big audience for it. It may not be you. But there's a real niche for that. And that audience continues to grow. Every time I have, like last night I had a lady talking about queendoms. The queen archetype for women. And she's a yoga energy healer. One of Mike Zinn's favorite type of people. (laughs) Not necessarily the stuff I'm really still all that interested in. Uh, energy healing and chakras and all that kind of stuff. But there's a huge audience for that. And every show I do can get more people than the last show. That's where I came from. And so Flat Earth was, okay, this is what's happening now. Uh, And when we started out, those numbers were huge compared to what they are now. But I couldn't deal with it. Within four shows... I was ready to kill myself over the thickness. When we talk about density, it's their favorite word, which replaces gravity. Talk about density. Flat earthers are the densest people. You can't talk logic or common sense or any anything with them. You can't talk mathematics with them because they don't have a grasp of large numbers. Uh, you know, they talk about how fast the Earth is spinning. Well, and don't take into account how fucking big the planet is. And you can, uh, the numbers become really uh, insignificant when you take into account, they're just zeros. Like, uh can't remember his name now. Uh, the fireman who turned into a billionaire in the real estate business that I had on. He said, you know, when it comes down to it, they're just zeros at the end. It's numbers, you know, you take off all those zeros when you come down to putting stuff into perspective. What are you talking about? Billions or millions or thousands? Take off the zeros and then you know what you're really dealing with. It's a good way to think about it. Anyway, the Fat Earthers podcast. Not a bad branding. Not a bad branding at all. I don't, listen, my fat guys, if I, my fat guys are real fat guys. Um, they're not Chad Shank and, and Hack Oddity. Hack Oddity and, and Chad Shank are slim gyms compared to my fat guys. My fat guys weigh in somewhere between 500 and 650 pounds. And I got at least four of them I could call up now and put a, a podcast together. And some of them are comedians. I mean, obese. Obese. But, I mean, you could only do it like once a week. And, and how far can the conversation go? Hey, what did you eat this week? <laughs> I mean, well, where does the conversation... If it's going to be just about being fat, I, I don't... I'm not skinny, but I don't fit in that conversation with the obese people. Um. I want to go back to what I was because the the Hinkley stuff just for a second here because I know Carl Carl thinks that Hinkley uh, is going to come on his podcast. Not going to happen. Hinkley can't deal 
if, if you followed him, and and I can understand why why Carl might really not really know him being in the UK, but if you remember, he can't he can't look another human being in the eye. He definitely can't have a one on one conversation with anybody ever, which is why all he does really is tweet. He can't have interpersonal conversation. He can't you know, communication. He can't. So I don't think he's ever going to be on any podcast ever. He said he did an interview with somebody from, I think, the Washington Post. Never came out. I'm assuming it was all disconnected nonsense because that's what that's how he talks. But my problem with Hinckley is that he's trying to sell his music. off the fact that he's, he shot people. The only reason people care about him is that he shot Ronald Reagan, Jim Brady, a, a Secret Service officer, and one other person. He shot four people, I believe. One of them died. Brady died. But Brady died 30 years later. But that, that was still ruled a murder. He wouldn't have died at that age if not for being shot by Hinckley. But Hinckley... Is trying to cash in on that now that he's out. First of all, I think he, I think he lied. He, he created the whole insanity defense because anybody who shoots somebody, it's kind of if you, you shoot somebody in cold blood, anybody can make a case for being insane. But the minute they gave him mental hospital instead of jail, oh, I'm cured. Now it took him what thirty five years whatever, more than that, 35 years to get released. But he's trying to sell his music based on... The, now, if if your music is any good, you put it out there under a no name or a pseudonym and see how it does. And if it does well, then you know your talent is what's selling it. Your your work is has merit on its own. But if you're just putting it out there under... Hey, you remember me, the notorious guy who shot a president? Check out my music. There's a lot of losers. There's a lot of jailhouse whores. People who would suck Charles Manson's dick just because he was crazy. Who say, oh, his music is great. And have you listened to it? No, but it's great. Well, you haven't listened to it. Well, he's... Uh... He's Hinckley. I want to attach myself to fame in some way. I want to. I want to be. I want to be somebody. And Hinckley is a name people know. I have to. It's just the wrong way to approach things. If if Hinckley was putting out good music, and established it as good music, without attaching it to his name or his infamy, I would be supportive of him as an independent artist. If we put it something out and it did really well, and I said, "Well, it was if it was anything of quality," and then discovered, "Oh, look at John Hinckley. Well, he he's he's doing something, he's doing something positive with his life. Good for him." And I would be supportive of him, but just to support a guy because he's infamous. That's part of what's wrong with humanity as well. I mean, we desperate for fame at all costs. 
And again, that comes back to the same Matt Walsh argument. Like, do, do we care about quality? Do we care about substance at all? Or is it all just America's Got Talent bullshit fucking 15 seconds of fame? Not even 15 minutes, 15 seconds of fame that people are after. And that's all. And again, that kind of ties into the why, why of Flat Earthers. I just want to feel special. I want to feel like there's something special about me. Go do fucking something. Do something on your own. Create something. Create something. Coffee with the balls. <laughs> um, coffee with the balls. Hmm. Again, where does that conversation... Oh, what'd you do? I shaved my head on Tuesday. I shaved my head on Wednesday. Okay conversation's over where do you leave with that kind of stuff um conspiracy theories were fun in the 90s when they were about ufos and big shit now they're about overthrowing the government and harassing sandy hook family yeah uh alex jones ruined it he totally ruined he totally ruined the genre of conspiracy theory right now jimmy church i don't know if you know jimmy church but you should jimmy church radio all about UFOs. Jimmy is uh, he's a guy about my age. I think he grew up in Brazil, but he's from L.A. and back in L.A. now. But I think he grew up in Brazil or somewhere in South America and became a, a very big UFO buff and has been doing it since I was doing it in the late 80s. He, he started then and he's still doing it. And he's got quite a big audience, and he has quite a few interesting guests. Really, um, not just MUFON knuckleheads, but government people, people within um, the scientific community. He has a lot of great guests on with some, and physicists, and talking about the UFO stuff. Now, he, he doesn't really get into all the minutia of craziness that I used to get into with cryptozoology uh, and um, ghost hunting and um, psychics and different kind of psychics where um, or psychic phenomena with telekinesis and and I actually had a vampire guy Stephen Kaplan who was the head of the uh, vampire uh, group i forget what they're called american vampire society or something uh people like that he doesn't do that he, he basically just focuses on ufos yeah i saw a ufo ted is asking if i ever saw it. i saw one three weeks ago maybe a month ago out on the beach here went to smoke a joint now Full disclosure, I think I told the story uh, on, on the next day because it, it was so, and I t tweeted about it uh, in, in real time because I did not have my phone with me and I could not take a video of it. But I was walking on my beach when I went down to smoke a, a joint. It was about 11 o'clock at night. And out of nowhere, there was a horseshoe shape, not high, maybe 500 feet high above me, horseshoe shape with lit up around what looked like eye beams on the bottom of it, uh, of this horseshoe shape thing that was in the sky. And it was not making any noise. 
it wasn't a balloon. It wasn't a blimp. I know what those look like. And it wasn't high. It was 500 feet altitude tops and stood there pretty much silent and still for, I don't want to exaggerate here, probably 30 seconds, but it felt like two minutes or more. And then it moved really fast and was gone. And still no sound. No sound came from it at all. And there were other people on the beach or on their beaches and, you know, neighboring beaches. And I know they saw it too. There was no coverage of it locally. Nobody said anything about it. Now, I will say that I never I never jumped to the conclusion that it was like from another planet or a visitor from another star system, any of that kind of stuff. We do have a nuclear sub base directly across the water. It's a good 10 miles across the water, but it's directly across the water. Uh, Groton, Connecticut, Groton, Groton. Uh, there is a nuclear sub base. So maybe it had something to do with military. I don't know, but we didn't see any coverage of it. I've seen many UFOs in my life, but that was the one that I was closest to. Again, 500 feet up. It wasn't, it wasn't like way off. It wasn't way the fuck up there. I could see the construction on this thing. I could see that it wasn't a balloon. I could see it wasn't a blimp. Um, what is Tom saying? Many of the people of the world, uh, many people in the world of religion and politics still believe in conversion through concussion. They just hammer people into submission. The only thing they have the truth. Sadly, it often works for them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just repeating it, repeating it over and over again seems to be enough for a, a lot of people. When they, When you become... I know I'm all over the fucking map here today. But when you become indoctrinated in something, again, like with Dave Weiss, the flat earther, I do believe he got into that sincerely. He was a true believer at first. But at some point, it became a grift. At some point, I do think he realized, I, I, I'm pretty sure, and Tom shared the, the video of uh, Professor Dave debating him. I'm pretty sure by the end of that debate, Weiss knew that Flat Earth was all bullshit. But still, he continues on. He still made the documentary after that debate came out. Now, why? Because he's selling shit. He's selling T-shirts. He's selling memberships to his fucking website he's selling all sorts of stuff he's made and he is exalted by his followers he's he is the king to a bunch of lemmings who follow him and that's hard to give up so even once you discover that what you've been pushing is bullshit if I, if I say that, I lose all my following. I lose all these people who adore me, who tell me how great I am, who follow me anywhere. Am I willing to flush away all this empire of retardedness that I've built? It's a tough thing to do. I don't kind of think he's... I'm not demonizing. I'm not... I don't think he's evil in doing this. I think he's he was seduced 
Yeah, I agree with Ted. He says it's a gr- it's a grift. It absolutely is a grift. But it's a grift that I think he he came into honestly, seduced by the power, seduced by the money, whatever, and now can't let go of it. And I think that happens probably in religion, a lot of religions too. Yeah, Jamie says, me and Carl got got uh, Jody Foster t-shirts signed by Hinckley. Um, if he did that, he would probably go back to jail. So, uh, I, <laughs> because I believe uh, part of his release agreement was to never even mention uh, Jody Foster ever again. I, I'm pretty sure the words to that effect uh, have nothing to do with Jody Foster, ignore her existence. Something like that is in his release agreement. And it goes for the Brady family and the Reagan family as well. He's supposed to not even, especially in public. So I don't think, um, I know that's a joke, but I know uh, if, you, if, he, if you did convince him to do that, he'd be putting himself at risk of being sent back to wherever hell, hell he was. Uh, Get a Hinckley T-shirt signed by Jodie Foster. Is she even still alive? Jodie Foster still around? She'd be my age, right? She, I think she. I don't know. I haven't heard from her. She's not. I think she got eaten by that uh, Hannibal Cannibal guy. Anyway, um, I don't want if I if I stick around another nine minutes, I get to play another Jackie clip, and nobody really wants that, do they? Um. Uh, I can hear my wife yelling at somebody. Oh, by the way. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? I don't know what the fuck. Um, let me see what Tom said. He started out wanting to believe in just like Trumpers. They are all in and they have big problem backing out once they have the facts laid out to them. If money is also involved, it dummy up. Huge, huge. Uh, I would. I'm not sure that Trumpers uh, actually. I think there's a wall of cognitive dissonance that doesn't allow them to actually acknowledge the truth. I don't think. I don't think it's a problem of backing out necessarily with all of them, or maybe some of them, but I think some of them just really, because I've, I've had conversations with them and kind of just laid it out, like, in order for them to believe, and I don't, I'm sorry to get political here again, or in order for them to believe that Trump is being set up, they have to believe he's a complete failure because it's two people, William Barr, was a Trump appointee handpicked to save him from the Mueller investigation. And he did. And Christopher Wray is Trump's handpicked FBI head. Now, to think and try to explain this to a Trumper, that if those two people were working against him during the election to get him, make him lose the election to Biden, and he, these are his, his handpicked people directly below him. They report to him. 
his handpicked people. And he didn't know that they were working against him, setting him up for a loss on the election to steal it from him, which, let's face it, we all know that didn't happen. But if you, if you, even if you go that far and you say that, then you have to admit that Trump is a complete fool and a loser. His handpicked people were deceiving him and he had no idea what was going on. And the look of, like, I didn't hear what you just said. Whoa, whoa, he built a wall. Lock her up, Benghazi, email. I don't think they even have the ability to hear the truth. It's not about uh, afraid to back out. It's like they built up some kind of cognitive dam that stops the truth from getting in. Okay, well, you want to say, you want to go the far leap of all the judges, all the investigations that say the election was legit, you want to say that's all bullshit, he was set up. Set up by who? Set up by his two people. Then you're admitting that he's an idiot, a fool, and a loser. And you won't get him to admit that he made a mistake in picking those people. Try to get him to say, I made a mistake. He can't do it. So with the Trumpers, and maybe it's true with the flat earthers, that there's a wall of denial that is so strong that the truth can't penetrate it. I do uh, agree in, in, that there are some who are afraid or, or have a problem backing out. They can't, they can't back down from it. I'm, once I've committed to an argument or side of an argument, I can't, I can't give up. It's like a, a, a sporting game where you don't die until the last out. With the game's not over until the, until the whistle blows, and they're just going to keep delaying the game, no matter how many points you're down by. And you see that in some sports. It's like, especially in baseball, you could be down 27 to 1, ninth inning, two outs, and the guy's still trying to get a hit. Like, dude, let's just go home. <laughs> End this fucking thing. But no, we can't. Because baseball doesn't have a clock and it doesn't run out, you're going to keep trying until the very last out. That's what it's. That's what it's like for some some of the people on the Trump thing. Anyway, I know Carl had some uh, comments back there uh, about the Hinckley thing. I wanted to see what he said, and then I lost it. Hinckley is a new new Indian. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, see, that's what he's saying. Carl saying Hinckley is a new indie mu- uh, musician I just heard of. No, that's not. Uh, anyway, that, you know, no, Carl is, Carl, I love Carl, but he is a jailhouse whore. He's a jailhouse whore. He's he's trying to cash in what thinks that uh, by, by associating himself with Hinckley, that maybe it is. Maybe he'll get a few more views out of the, uh, out of uh, kissing Hinckley's dopey ass. Doesn't make Hinckley a uh, worthwhile investment. He's a fucking. He's a grifter. I don't like pulling out, but my idea is always open for discussion. Uh, I don't like pulling out. <laughs> Nobody likes pulling out. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. 
Um, I, I'm being a pig. I'm sorry. I notice we have all, mostly males in the audience anyway. I know Kelly's still with us, and I think she can handle a little uh, pig talk anyway, from what I know of her. Anyway, uh, I'm going to stick around for, well, let me just play one more Jackie clip. And so I could say I, I played three today for him. And um, then I'll probably sign off. Let's see. Oh. Where is Jackie? I don't see him. Oh, there he is. No choice. No, that's the one that's already been there. No, get out. No. How do you get to Jackie Martin? And all of a sudden he realizes, oh, he got to go. Oh, here you go.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 